as I was coming live, Jen sends me the fact that Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff, apologies if I mispronounce, Shoykat uh, Shakarabadi uh, and her communications director, Corbin Trent, are, are both departing her office. And before I read the story, so you have the context, obviously Nancy Pelosi has been going to absolute war with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ilhan Omar, and um, Ayanna Presley, all new congresswomen uh, and uh, congresswomen of color. So the war was going on between the Democratic Party and those four congresswomen when temporarily there was a ceasefire because Donald Trump, the President Trump, sent out those god-awful tweets about sending them home, you know, to the Bronx and Minnesota and Detroit. <laughs> but before that, the establishment and Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats were very, very angry about Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff because Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff was tweeting out the truth and nasty things about the House Democrats. He was comparing them to the Southern, Demo Southern Democrats back in the 50s and 60s in the way they're acting. And the House Democrats were pressuring Alexandria Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez to get rid of that chief of staff. Who is this shortcut sharp body? And communications chairman Corbin Trent. Jen could tell you a little bit more of this because she was actually, before status quo even existed, Jen volunteered for Justice Democrats. So she knows, um, I don't know about like so personally, but she worked with Shoycott as well as Corbin Trent. So she could tell you better than I can, they were very instrumental in even getting Cong Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, elected to Congress. Uh, they did a very good job with uh, Justice Democrats. Sure, I guess, uh, you know, my former boss, Jank Uger and Kyle Kalinske founded it. But in the trenches day to day, it was Shoycott and Corbin Trent and others that didn't get the attention that were building up uh, Justice Democrats and ultimately helping to get uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's, when she, when she was a candidate, elected in that upset. So I'll read you the article, but I got to tell you the truth. I don't believe that they're both leaving of their own will. I just don't believe it. Here we go. From The Intercept. Two of, Alex, two of Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's top st staffers are leaving her office. Shoykat Chakrabarty, her chief of staff, and Corbin Trent, her director of communications, who through their work with Justice Democrats have been alongside Ocasio-Cortez since her primary run, will leave the lawmaker's office. Sharkarbadi will go to New Consensus, a nonprofit focused on climate issues and promoting the Green New Deal. Trent will direct, Trent will direct communications on Ocasio-Cortez's 2020 campaign, the same role he played during her first congressional run. Uh, quote, Shoykat has decided to leave the office of Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez to work with New Consensus to further develop plans for a Green New Deal. Trent said in a statement to The Intercept, quote, we are extraordinarily grateful for his service to advance a bold agenda and improve the lives of the people in New York 14. From his co-founding of Justice Democrats to his work on the Ocasio-Cortez campaign and in the official office, Shoykat's goal has always been to do whatever he can to help the larger progressive movement, and we look forward to continue working with him to do just that. Sharkarbadi wants to prioritize working on, the, on advancing the Green New Deal, something he could focus on more at New Consensus than he can while managing Ocasio-Cortez's office and deflecting attacks from House leadership. He also has a new baby and will have more time to devote to his parenting. Ocasio-Cortez asked Trent to move to his campaign, she told The Intercept. Trent is, quote, shifting to our campaign side so we could work on some ambitious comms projects we've been looking forward to working on. 
Ocasio-Cortez said in a text message. Ocasio-Cortez is facing one Republican opponent, Shamir M- Sherry Murray, a businesswoman from New York who immigrated to the U.S. from Jamaica as a child, blah, 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 blah. I'm not reading the rest. Uh, you get the picture. So listen, listen. Unlike some outlets, I'm not going to be a fanboy for Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I like her. I like what she stands for. But I'm not going to just breathlessly, you know, regurgitate her press release like The Intercept just did. No offense, but that was basically just writing whatever the hell she told them to write. And frankly, The Young Turks has been a little, you know, sycophantish. Is that a word? Uh, You know, I barely even know. They've been... They've been kind of sycophants to Ocasio-Cortez. Frankly, I just don't believe uh, that her chief of staff, eight months into her term as congresswoman, is leaving of his own will. If you are the chief of staff to probably in the House, one of the most popular congressmen or women in America, someone who just passed five million Twitter followers, right? Somebody who, if she goes to the bathroom, it makes national news. Somebody who, of course, is getting shot, you know, bows and arrows from both sides. Establishment Democrats, Republicans, Fox News, MSNBC, they're getting it from all all ends. You're telling me that the person that is the chief of staff for Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez can do more on climate change and the Green New Deal going to work at a nonprofit that's absurd. That rationale does not make any sense. If, and I have not spoken to Shoykat or Ocasio-Cortez's office. They barely got back to me when I asked them to share our Flint story, which frankly was troublesome. The fact that we couldn't get them to just retweet our Flint story. But that, I digress. That has nothing to do with this. You, you can't convince me that her chief of staff, now former chief of staff, thinks that he could be more influential on elevating the Green New Deal, uh, you know, helping organize people around it, helping it maybe get on a, on a, become a ballot measure, working at a nonprofit versus working for, other than Bernie Sanders, one of the most popular politicians of the country. To, to think that you would have more influence in a nonprofit than that, I got a bridge to sell you, okay? So then it gets to, okay, he's got a new baby, you know, that's fair. Um, I, I can't speak for, I'm not going to say he's lying. Of course, having a baby uh, is very tiresome. If you're working for Alex, uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, you're probably working 15, 16 hour days. Then you have an infinite home. So I don't want to make it seem like he's not being honest. However, again, it's only, she, she just came into office eight months ago. So he's gone eight months after? That doesn't make much sense. Then you have uh, Corbin Trent. You know, sometimes a demotion of political advisors or communications people is masked as they're going to work on the campaign. And then you never hear from them again. Because nobody, nobody, nobody ever follows up. Oh, what are they doing on the campaign? Maybe he is going to work on the campaign now. Will he be working on the campaign later? So the bottom line is this. I, I don't want to say that Ocasio-Cortez is just bowing to the Democratic establishment, but it is true 
but the Democratic Party establishment and Nancy Pelosi, who she just met with before Congress went on a six-week recession. Isn't that nice to work half the time already? They work Monday through Thursday, and they barely work as it is. And then you get a six-week vacation? Wow, how do I do that? Ty, can I become a congressman? <laughs> no, you should. You get free health care. Free health I mean, it's unbelievable. They barely work as it is. They, 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 they obstruct legislation. All they do is call, dialing for dollars all week, not calling their constituents, not going to their constituents to actually see what's happening in their communities that they're supposed to represent. And then they get to go away for a little six-week, uh, you know, margarita party. How beautiful that is. As, you, as most of you are working two to three jobs. I digress. But I don't know. I find it hard to believe that both her chief of staff and her communications director, so that number one and number two in her office, are just deciding to leave on their own. Well, they say uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has decided to send, um, what's his face, um, Corbin Trent to work for the campaign. Well, let me, let me explain how politics works to you. A campaign is a grueling thing. Most people don't want to work on a campaign again eight months after just ending working on a campaign. So do you really think it's his choice? Come on, folks. I got to tell you the truth. I called Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez a little naive in the beginning when she just, without even, with, with, with all the leverage in the world, without even trying, said, I endorsed Nancy Pelosi for Speaker of the House did not try and find somebody else to run against her, just totally, uh, you know, said, oh, I endorse her. I said, listen, you're a little naive. I, told, I said she was a little naive to take Nancy Pelosi's word that she would look into setting up a special committee for a Green New Deal. Yeah, she set up a special committee with a bunch of politicians that take fossil fuel money and with no subpoena power. It's a show committee, not a Green New Deal committee. And that's why Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez ultimately rejected being on the committee. So if you're, again, I don't have any information that she fired these people. I'm just giving you my opinion. It doesn't look legitimate to me that they would both leave eight months after her term to go work at a nonprofit and then go work for her reelection campaign. By the way, Ocasio-Cortez is not going to have such a tough reelection campaign in the Bronx and Queens after just winning by large margins and only getting more popular since entering Congress. So I got to tell you something. I think we're looking at a very dressed up, a very dressed up and nice PR spin on her firing her chief of staff. And I think we're looking at a very dressed up demotion and probably later departure of her communications chairman. Why? This is just speculation, you know. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to say, oh, she's corrupt. Oh, she's being co-opted. Oh, she's, you know, weak. I don't want to say those things because it's a lot easier for us outside, not in the situation, to play Monday morning quarterback or to say, oh, she's weak or oh, she's corrupt. I don't want to go there. But what I will say is, it doesn't look good. Oh, no, you know what? No. First, I want to show you the beginning of an interview I had with a Bernie Sanders supporter. So here's what happened. I was covering the Bernie Sanders debate watch party uh, at Rhodey's. Um, let me uh, first explain to you. I was at a debate watch party for Bernie Sanders and uh, a young woman comes up to me and says, oh, I was told to come up to you. I was a Bernie supporter in the, they call it the visibility zone. It's right behind CNN's mega set 
that was ironically in the parking lot. CNN gave us access, media credentials, to go stand in the parking lot. We'll get to that later. Anyway, so we were we were basically there, and she said they were they were blocking dozens and dozens of Bernie Sanders supporters from even entering this area where candidates supporters can stand waving their signs and be seen on camera when CNN goes to commercial, comes out of commercial, you might think, oh, well, you know, who cares? Well, this is how the audience watching, and on debate night, CNN had 10 million viewers watching that debate. This is how the audience sees which candidates have a lot of support. So it's important for people's gaining, people getting impressions of which candidates have force out there, which candidates have a lot of support at the debate. So if you would have watched it seemed like, let me, let me actually show you the clips. Here is the first clip of what CNN was doing uh, with their cameras. Take a look. Came out with a so there you see the Warren supporters. Here. I love all of these great Michiganders <laughs> behind us, but they care deeply about this issue of trade and jobs. She was very smart in bringing that out. Huh. Nobody else has done that yet. Of course, Bernie Sanders voted against NAFTA and has been against trade agreements. But because he labels himself as a socialist and she says she's a capitalist to her bones, that is an interesting distinction. So there you go. If you're watching that at home, boy, does it look like Elizabeth Warren has a, a, a tour de force of support there. Oh my God, all I see is Warren signs there. And in the corner, in the corner. Oh, is that a Bernie sign? Oh, I see two, I see three. Oh, and then I see a massive CNN logo, literally in front of the Bernie Sanders supporters. No, that can't be, that must be an accident. This must be an accident the way they did this, right? <laughs> Let me show you clip number two needed to feed their families mm. and that basic stuff no nonsense she said i never even spoke about washington dc so so all of that is to say so you see you got the three people for joe biden and all of detroit and then you see cnn's logo no bernie sanders supporters so to me to me i i would i, I would frown on it if i just saw it but because status quo is on the ground covering these stories, thanks to you becoming a member, again, statusquo.com slash join, support us so we can cover more of these important stories in the field that nobody is covering, by the way. No corporate outlets are covering it. And frankly, Ty, was there any independent media outlets no, at any of the debate watch parties? Not at all. It was just us. And they were so thankful that we were there because they understand that that what the CNN and MSNBC are trying to do. And if people don't see it around the world, then they don't, they were so thankful that we were there. Like everybody was coming up to us, you're doing a good job. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here because they're not getting coverage. So I don't even know if people could hear you, but hopefully. They can, they can. Okay. So bottom line, I would have looked at this and frowned, but until that this young woman came up to me and told me the really the behind the scenes. Let's take a look at what was going on here. This is my interview with Mel, who is a Bernie Sanders supporter. She's been a Bernie supporter since 2010, actually. It being for only Williamson and Biden supporters was obviously incorrect because there were people there for um, Warren and there were people there for um, Amy, whose last name I can't Klobuchar. Klobuchar. And, um, and so we were all standing in the little corner of the parking lot and there were 
there weren't that many people in there. So there was no question of it's packed. Um, there were very few people. To, there were not that many people in there. And so, you know, we're sitting, we're all in the corner right behind the stage where the anchors were. And it was a group of Williamson supporters, a group of Warren supporters, like two people for Biden, um, and then us. And uh, at the peak of, of it, we probably got about uh, 15, 20 Bernie people to finally get in. Um, so there was about 15 of us. Um, I was standing right next to a person with a Warren sign, and there was a cameraman, you know, CNN thing, who came and was taking, you know, a pan of the crowd, you know, as they do. Um, people are cheering, you know. It's and, and at one point we actually were chanting with the Warren supporters, so it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, friendly competition sort of thing. And um, so they're panning, they got the Williamson supporters, they got the Warren supporters, they get to where we are. I was the first person right next to the Warren supporter and he stopped and walked away. <laughs> and when one, of, um, when one of our people called him out and said, hey, we all saw what you just did. You know, you have to get, you have to show equal representation. He, he did that. No, no vote, no verbal response, just shrug, walk away. So that was Mel, who is a Bernie Sanders supporter since 2010, who was one of the supporters who, A, police were literally obstructing them from entering this area where other candidate supporters were having no problem at all entering. Elizabeth Warren supporters could come on in and out as they wish. Same thing with Marianne Williamson. Same thing with the three people there for Joe Biden. But Bernie supporters were being told by police, this according to Mel and at least five or six other Bernie supporters who confirmed this for me, they were being told you can't come in with that Bernie shirt, you can't come in with that um, with a sign, it's too big. Uh, some people told me they only got in because they didn't have a Bernie shirt on. So what, and some people told me that they were literally being told by police, you can't come in this way, Go, go to that corner only to go to that corner and realize it's barricaded. So they were being sent on wild goose chases by police. And when some Bernie supporters said to the police, why are you giving us such a hard time? Here's the email from the campaign telling us to come here. Why is it that these candidate supporters are being uh, allowed in? No problem. What were they told? And I quote, take it up with CNN. Well, why would the police be saying, take it up with CNN? That kind of gives me the impression that the police are just doing what they were told by CNN. What's remarkable about this? What's remarkable about this? You know, usually corporate media, their suppression, corporate media suppression is a little bit, I don't want to say subtle, but it's not as like blinking red lights obvious. You know, like when you're doing this, and I'm going to show you one more time, folks, so you can see it. She says she's a capitalist to her bones. That is an interesting distinction. So that's a professional cameraman. CNN has some of the best camera people in the business. I used to work at MSNBC, Fox. These are not like kids out of college doing their camera. They are making the choice to focus and zoom in on Elizabeth Warren supporters, who, by the way, what what I was told by the Bernie supporters that they weren't allowed to bring in uh, signs that were big, but Elizabeth Warren's 
supporters were allowed to be br bringing in big signs. We just showed you that on screen. You see Elizabeth Warren supporters with the big, big signs prominently featured right in the front of CNN's um, little, you know, cheering section, which, by the way, they showed probably 10 to 15 times going in and out of commercial for hours. What does that do but manufacture an image? It's Elizabeth Warren. It has the mojo here. Elizabeth Warren has totally taken over for Bernie Sanders. There's nobody Bernie. There's no Bernie supporters here. Meanwhile, there was a Green New Deal march down the street, which Ty covered because I had threw out, thrown out my back, so I went to ice my back at the hotel. There was, well, how many people there? About 100 to 200? Oh, yeah, no. It was more than that. It was full. It was like, Couple uh, hundred people? about the Green New Deal thing? It was like maybe five. It was full. It, it was, you, you only could see what I was showing you, but in the back, it was really full. It was a big part. Because I was told by several people that those people from the Green New Deal march, it was, it was in a park. And then they marched to the debate where the where the debate is and this very area. And they were trying to come into this visibility zone and they were being blocked. The only candidate supporters who was being blocked was Bernie Sanders supporters. So there's many different forms of rigging an election. Right. And those of you who were at the Democratic National Committee in Philadelphia, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's purging voters off the rolls. We saw that in 2016. There's closing down polling stations so people can't vote. People can't wait on lines because you're shrinking the amount of polling sites they are. This happened in Rhode Island and Arizona and many other places. They're sending out in the mail very dishonest and deceiving mailers to confuse people. There's, I mean, obviously what the DNC was doing, planting negative stories about Bernie Sanders with the media and doing all sorts of chaotic things to push Hillary Clinton up knock Bernie Sanders down, but the everyday 24-7 rigging in the media is just as important as these other things. Because what goes on in the media, and I want to reference something that happened in 2016 and compare it to what we're seeing right in front of our eyes. Remember, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, The uh, Associated Press, BuzzFeed, Daily Beast, all of them were putting very prominently Hillary Clinton is up by 800 delegates compared to Bernie Sanders. Don't even bother coming out to vote. She's so far ahead. Bernie has no chance. They were lumping the superdelegates with the regular pledge delegates. As we know, the superdelegates didn't mean a damn thing. They didn't even count till a Democratic National Convention that week. There was no reason to lump superdelegates with pledge delegates. It was not just dishonest. It was not factual. It was a lie. They did it anyway. This is what gives people the idea. Ah, you know, my heart's with Bernie, but he, my brain tells me he has no chance. I mean, look, CNN's telling me he has no chance. And I want to be honest with you. Some of you are not going to like this, but I got to be honest. Elizabeth Warren had a damn good debate. I think Bernie Sanders had a damn good debate too, but Warren did have a good debate. And Warren is doing well in polls. She's not doing as well as Bernie, which I'm about to show you, but we can't you know, close our eyes and say uh, Warren isn't doing well. I think pers personally, I think she's been helped by the nonstop coverage on CNN and MSNBC coverage that has been very obviously making it seem like, oh, Warren has taken the lead over Bernie. Warren has taken so many of Bernie supporters. Well, that kind of coverage tends to put in people's minds. I like Bernie, but maybe Warren's at this time. So Victoria says it right. This is another way they steal elections. 
And by the way, put aside politics for a second. You have people that are taking the time to write out their signs. They're taking the time to leave work early or call in sick to work or whatever it is. It's not easy during the day to go to these things. And they're being blocked by police officers from entering. They're being blocked from going in because they're wearing Bernie Sanders shirts. They're being blocked from going in because they have Bernie signs. When they're on air, you can't even see, when they're on camera, you can barely see them because CNN very intentionally plop them behind a massive CNN logo? Give me a break. This is not only unethical. It's not only propaganda. It is wrong. It is not news. CNN is operating as a political campaign against a candidate. And they don't care who the hell they prop up as long as it's not Bernie. As long as it's not Bernie. I guess, in a weird way, what they're doing seems not to be working so well. Here's the first poll since the debate, morning consult with Politico. You got Joe Biden still at 32%. I, I, I really want to know what these people, huh? I want to know who these people are. Oh, the people who vote for Biden? Yeah. He's at 32% yeah. after another lifeless debate. Yeah. Uh, I want to know who these people are because they're not coming out to his events. Maybe they're at the bingo halls. I don't know. Bernie Sanders. After CNN did what I just showed you, after CNN, we haven't even gotten to the fact CNN is literally sending, li, CNN has officially done more reporting, sending a reporter to Finland to do propaganda on single payer in Finland. They've done, they've done more reporting in Finland to attack Medicare for all than they've sent reporters to Flint, Michigan this year. So Bernie Sanders, even after CNN has done all this, Bernie Sanders still in. Pretty solid second place, 32% for Biden, 18% for Bernie, 15% for Warren, 10% for uh, you know Kamala Harris, who apparently the only 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 response she has to Tulsi Gabbard giving her a real slap in the face was to call her an Assad apologist. So she's back single digits, 10% for the people, Kamala Harris. There we got uh, Mayor Pete. You know, Mayor Pete, who just hired a former Goldman Sachs executive to be his national policy director. Cory Booker, congratulations. He's gone up 1%. So Cory Booker is really rising. He's now at 3%. But Bernie's still in a solid second place. And this story, I was shocked. Hey, we like to bash the corporate media. We got to give them credit when they do something right. This was a very, very helpful and honest story from the New York Times. Detailed map. Detailed map of the donors powering the 2020 Democratic campaign. There you have it. Bernie Sanders. So far, 746,000 individual donors. Elizabeth Warren, 421,000. Mayor Pete, 390,000. A lot of them large dollar donations. Kamala Harris, 277,000. Union guy, middle class Joe, 256,000. Do you see this map? How blue it is, there is the color coding. Bernie Sanders is dominating nationwide on donations. All across that map is blue. All across that map is blue. If I zoom in, the only place that Elizabeth Warren seems to be winning in donations, understandably, Massachusetts. The state of Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren is winning with Sanders as a number two. Bernie's winning everywhere else. Bernie's got 
is this, yep, Bernie's got Pennsylvania, a state that needs to be won for the Democrats. Bernie's got Ohio, a state that needs to be won for the Democrats. Oh, is this Ohio? Oh, this is, yeah, this is Pennsylvania. Bernie's got it. This is Ohio. Bernie's got it. This is Michigan. Bernie has more donors. This is Wisconsin. Bernie has more donors. But, so I got to be honest, I'm pretty shocked. Pretty shocked that the New York Times did this. Give them credit. This shows what status quo has been showing all along. The people want Bernie. Yes, there are polls. There are polls that show Elizabeth Warren, you know, tied with Bernie. There are polls that show Elizabeth Warren in, in rare polls ahead of Bernie. But as I always say, follow the money. And in this case, follow the grassroots. Bernie Sanders, respectfully, I'm not saying Elizabeth Warren's not doing well. Bernie Sanders is cleaning her clock in individual donors. Bernie Sanders is cleaning everybody's clock in individual donors. It's, it's right there. You can see it right there. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont has a huge lead over other Democratic presidential candidates in the number of individual donors they have accumulated so far. This is the first time since the primary race began in earnest that we could estimate how many individual donors each candidate has attracted, a key indicator of how much they are catching on with voters. I also want to draw a point for you, which is very important. CNN, MSNBC, they're all going to ignore it. Look at those with the least amount of donors. The least amount of individual donors, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is basically almost last. They, for whatever reason, they included better O'Rourke. I don't really know why, because he's polling so low. But the quote for the people has less than 300 individual donors. Quote, middle class, middle class Joe, union guy Joe, has a quarter of a million, 256,000. Donations is part of enthusiasm, folks. And what we're about to show you, thanks to the great editing and camera work Ty, Ty did, what we're about to show you, folks, also goes to enthusiasm. Why do you think Joe Biden's campaign is barely, barely sending him out on the campaign trail? Jen and I get the emails every day. Joe Biden's meeting with advisors today. I tweeted yesterday, can, we, can, can they tell us what they're talking about? Can they tell us where these meetings are so we know this is happening? Because if I wasn't a cynical young man, I think maybe I think maybe there's something off. I don't want to speculate. Maybe he is not up to traveling this much. Again, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Seventy-seven-year-old men or seventy-six-year-old men. I, you know, I'm tired and I'm 32. All I got to tell you is Bernie's 77 and he's doing more campaigning than anyone. Maybe maybe Warren and him are campaigning about the same, but there's something off there. There's something off. And what, what it had me thinking about was um, a lot of people that's, that don't follow politics, that don't, like, aren't diligent enough to kind of do the research and do what, to actually see what these candidates are doing. The, most, the thing that, they're, that, that they are worried about is getting Trump out of office. And you, you have CNN and MSNBC talking about the best candidate to get Trump out of office. They're not listening to progressives that say, if we keep campaigning on trying to get Trump out of office and don't have any policy and something that people can believe in, you know, as far as their future is concerned, as far as their living um, stability is concerned, then we're going to have another four years of Donald Trump. But when you have people that don't follow, that, that don't follow like the candidates and don't follow politics, they thinking the same thing. Oh, we want this racist guy out 
And they're like, okay, well, he may not be um, a good politician, but he's the best politician to beat um, uh, 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 Donald Trump. And that's what they're putting forth. And that's what they're trying to trying to push to us. Well, we just need to get Donald Trump. It's bigger than just getting Donald Trump out of office. The difference between Donald Trump and anybody else is that Donald Trump put the bullshit in your face. He said, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. And this is who we are. And this is what we've been doing. Everybody else, they just put it in the background. It still goes on. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump just puts um, the contradiction of white liberals in their face, and they can't deal with it. It's, it, it, it's messing up their way of living. It's messing up their their society, their comfort. And so, we don't just want someone to beat Trump. We want someone with ideas. We want someone that will allow a person to feel optimistic about the future, about going to college, about being able to have a job and 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 be able to like pay their rent with just one job and things like that where we can say, okay, if I get this guy, I can see a better future for me, for my kids, based on you know what he's going to do and what he's preaching about doing in office. Not just, oh, this guy probably can battle against and to keep it a note, like for real, this is not 2016 or, or late 2015 when 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 Joe Biden was a little more healthier and he can be like, like dog, he looks frail. He looks <clears throat> passive. His eyes is red up under, like he looks sick. And I, I'm I'm not trying to be crude. I'm looking at him when 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 I first saw him, when I first saw even at um John McCain's uh uh funeral uh and I saw him and he spoke. I'm like, dog, he looks sick, and we hadn't saw him in a couple years. I'm like, he looks he doesn't look well. And there's no one. Think about every time um the the past two debates, they will they would be like, okay, your time's up. He like, oh. And just be quiet. My, honestly, like, and I'm not being funny at all. Like, my grandfather, he got, um, he, he died, um, he, he got dementia. And I remember at the beginning stages, because my mother is the one that took care of him. My mother, you guys probably don't know. I refer to my aunt as my mother. But she's the one that took care of him. And so I was always there, and I would see, and I knew how aggressive my grandfather was, and how just, like, my grandfather chased my father out of the house with a 12-gauge shotgun and shot at him because he disrespected him. Like, and then you see him go from that to this passive person that's just like, as soon as somebody says something, now you think about all the, um, the, the, the last two debates, that's how he react when the mediator, uh, is it, is it a mediator? Moderator. Moderator. With the, <laughs> with the moderator, like, cut him off. He'll just be quiet. How is that person going to fight against, against Donald Trump? Donald Trump don't stop talking, Period. Ain't nobody shutting him up. He's going to keep talking. So who? how is he going to fight? He's going to be passive. He's going to do the same thing because he's not healthy, man. I don't know. He's not. You can see it. Just go look at, go back and look at when um, Obama was still in office, when, when he was talking about, I can fight him. Like, look at that energy and look at that ump he had and look at him now. It's a different person, man. It's a different person. And if y'all think that he's going to, he's not, he don't, he, he can't, he's not healthy. And that's just what I see, man. And, you know, like like you said, that stood out to me when we say he's the best person. He's not, though, but that's what a lot of people that's, that's not following uh, politics are thinking. I just want the best person to get him out of office. Why do we want the best person to then, because the best person is just going to lie to us. Joe Biden is going to do what they've always done. That's the old politics. They're just going to put it in the background. Like, nah, we're going to put on this face in front of the camera, but back here, we got everything else going on. That's not what we want, man. People should join us because you believe it. Like, like this is 
I tell you people should do it not because we're sick, not because we're hurting. That's not why. Like, we, we, we hurt and do this because we're passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? If we wasn't passionate about it, a, a sickness will stop us. So that's not why you should follow us. You should follow us because there's a void in politics. There's a void in media. And we feel that void. You know what I'm saying? They tell you something. That if that's all you're getting, that's what you're going to believe. But we're showing you something different. You know what I'm saying? We're out there talking to the progressives, talking to the people, and we're filling that void that's not there. That's that, that, That's why you should support us. That's why you should become a member. It's because there's a void. There's a voice that's not being heard. And it's our voice. It's the progressive voice. The same way that there's a lot of progressives that voted for Trump, whether you want to believe it or not, because Trump was, was campaigning as a populist. So they felt like their voice wasn't heard and they went there because he, they... They thought that um, he was listening to them. There's a voice out there that's not being heard, that's not being shown, and that's what we're doing. We're showing that voice. We're showing those people. We're showing that people are energetic, and they're out, and they're supporting, and they're coming. He got people on the ground. It, it's, it's a difference between hearing he got a million volunteers on the ground and seeing them, and seeing what that look like, and seeing what that energy feel like. You know what I'm saying? The reason that um, uh, Jordan was able to tell you in 2016, look. This don't look good. Whatever CNN telling you about Hillary ain't right. I'm at the Trump rallies. I'm seeing the energy. I'm seeing how many people waiting in line five hours just to see him. It don't look like he's going to win. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be on the ground to see that. You know what I'm saying? To see the lies. Because if you, if, if you go, you, you're going to get lost. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hit the alley and get mugged because you don't know the real information. And that's why you should follow us.